Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me again today and I hope you had a great, great weekend. It has been very, very cold over here, but, uh, you know, we're working it, we're working it. Um, little by little, little by little, we'll work it. Um, and it's getting better now, so hopefully it'll be a better week <laughs> than the week gone by. But I hope you had a great weekend and you're going to have a great weekend going ahead. So today we're going to talk about Adani and the Hindenburg Report uh, slash secular report. Um, Like I like to say, the secular scam. Uh, We've heard a lot about it. Comes after the BBC documentary, which we talk about, which is a hit job by the Marxist left. uh, A hit job to help the... um, Indian National Congress was not doing very well and all the left-leaning parties, um, or as I like to call them, a neo-colonial hit job, okay, by the, um, by the BBC, a neo-colonial, because they're neo-colonialists, they haven't forgotten their colonial hangover, the, the, the labels have changed. They've changed it to democratic, progressive, democratic, this, that, but they are still a col- they've still got a colonial hangover they still think in the in the terms of colonial hangovers that they own this land that is hindustan and they ne- they want total absolute control through the back door to the front door and they need india to be poor in order for their uh narrative their abrahamic narrative to uh to rise above all and show that we're really pagans uh, as they like to put it, uh, my dear friends. Uh, so we're gonna just talk briefly about the Adani report. It was done by the um, by a, by the Hindenburg Hindenburg Group uh, from the United States of America. Um, guess who's behind them? So uh, who is the Hindenburg Group? Uh, it's a financial research firm, okay, with an explosive name. And a track record of sending stock prices tumbling, my dear friends. Um, basically, it is uh, financial, you know, they're looking for corruption, corruption anywhere. They, they look for what they perceive as corruption. Okay. They make a noise about it. Um, and once they, uh, they make a noise about it, they hope that the shares would, would tumble down. Okay, which is what happens, and when they when the shares come tumbling down, automatically they're waiting at the bottom to collect with their pot of gold. Because then what they'll do is just they'll buy the stock at the lowest of margins, and when the when they buy the stock at the lowest of margins, guess what? Uh, they're making a prof- profit because they know that the stocks are going to rise again because stocks are based on speculation. So they will speculate. They will bring it down. They will hit the nozzle. They will do a hit job on it. It'll lose its value and then automatically have little time, it will rise up again. And when it rises up again, guess who owns the stocks now? Because they would have bought all these stocks which are worthless and will, like currents and waves, like we've always said, we are currents and waves. Stock markets are currents and waves. Everything on the cosmos in our life, economy, currents and waves. Diseases, medics, medicine, the currents and waves. And the stock markets are also currents and waves. So they just bought the stocks come, you know, that came crashing down. Um, 
which they which were, which happened because they blasted the Adani group, calling them militia. Um, for misinformation, for corruption, uh, a whole lot of thing. Um, they are. They say that they are a forensic financial re- research term. Okay, but basically they are just looking for ir- irregularities and bad actors. In their opinion, because remember, they want to make a quick buck out of this. They are not here to for, you know, for supporting justice, human rights, nothing, 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 nothing. Um, they are here for one thing and one thing only, to make money, okay? Uh, so it, it is said that they, they take a short position in the Adani group of companies through bonds that trade in the U.S. and other investments outside India. Um, it, it's like short bets uh, um, against companies. It's published unflattering reports on. A short trade is a way for someone to make money if an investment price falls after Afterwards, if the price of the company stock or bonds fall because of the negative attention, Hindenburg can make a profit. Uh, so these short sellers like the Hindenburg uh, Group um, have been criticized correctly for unfairly pushing down stock prices with potentially unfounded allegations. Um, but of course, those who are who support them because they are making money and all of us all of all of these critics people who criticize want to make money out of the adani group that's the long and short of the story they want to make money they criticize but they know the adani group is so good that their stocks will rise again but how to get the stocks down to benefit from it so all those people who are criticizing you have to understand something they are the first ones who will buy adani stocks all of these people who are criticizing will be the first one to buy Adani stocks. And that is what Hindenburg Report is all about. Um, by getting the stocks down for one reason and only one reason, to buy them and make a short-term profit. And, and, and this is the problem about it. Speculation. They speculate negative uh, on a negative bias. With the sole intention of making a quick profit. And guess who's behind this? Well, the hit job, the toolkit of the left, my dear friends. Because why? Uh, first and foremost, for the 2024 elections. Okay? Uh, we know that 2024, we know that Adani uh, is very close to uh, the Indian government who has uh, removed barriers for trade, commerce, investments, and they have really benefited out of it, which is great. Because all these benefits, these dividends that come out of their shares are going to the lay people on the ground. Adani is not sitting with $120 billion in his pocket like people like, people like to say. Oh, he's so rich, he's so rich, but where is this $120 billion going? It's going in dividends in shares. And these shares are bought by Mr. and Mrs. Everyone on the ground. And every time Adani shares goes up, these people make money. 
And similarly, like my grandparents at one time, they had many shares, many, many shares. And when we didn't have money uh, for financial reason, because my parents, you know, didn't have jobs. Guess who paid our, our tax? Guess who paid our bills, our school bills, our, um, elect- our electricity bills? Uh, guess who paid those bills? Uh, the shares, the dividends from the shares for my grandparents' com- uh, shares that they had. And my grandparents, for their pension, they, they worked, they made money out of the shares. And they lived on the dividends of the shares. Uh, this is how strong and how good these shares are. Uh, and if it was not for the shares, we would not have any food on our table. So all these, these groups, these socialist groups trying to tell us that, oh, people are so rich because they understand only one thing, us versus them, rich rich versus poor. This is the flat earth mentality of the socialists. Us versus them, rich versus poor, uh, God versus uh, the devil, heaven versus hell. Um, This is the crazy, crazy ideology behind it. So they have to, they need people to depend on you. They need people to be a slave. And until... they sell them a narrative about slavery, about us versus them. Guess what? They're they're not going to get anywhere. So they have to portray people as big, bad demons. And that big, bad demons is anyone who's attached to the BJP. Um, And guess what? Um, They're going to go after everyone, which is the Adani group. And secondly, after that, they're going to go after the Ambani's. They're going to go after everyone in that field, just like they went after BBC after Modi in the in the BBC documentary. They are coming after Adani, and they will come after more because they have a toolkit. The toolkit is there in place. It's the same template that's going to be used again and again and again to bring down the Indian economy because the economy is doing well. Because their narrative is the economy is not doing well. Their narrative is the economy is is in tatters. They, their narrative is the economy is uh, there is unemployment. But if the economy is doing well, they cannot scream because no one's believing them. So how do you get the economy down? The economy comes down only in one way, by getting these big industrialists uh, who are a product of Indian society, Indian investment, Indian taxpayer-funded uh, investments. That's who they are. Um, we have all contributed to these taxes, by our taxes, to prop up all these enter- entrepreneurs, uh, industrialists, um, unicorn, uh, unicorns, uh, you know, all these uh, companies. But we, but the the socialists want to keep us poor. That's why we had no investments, hardly anything for the until from 1947 to 2014. What was our economy like and at that time? Where were we going? Um, and they sold us a lie, but we were going absolutely nowhere with corruption, 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 corruption. Now that Modi is cleaning up in the last nine years, they have nothing to say. So they have to sell a narrative, and that narrative is victimhood. But you cannot sell victimhood if people are not victims. You cannot sell victimhood or unemployment if people have if the economy is doing well. 
But so they're selling you a sad story because most people don't understand. Most people, based on emotions, they live their lives through emotions, and emotions mean speculation. And that's exactly what the Hindenburg Group did. Speculate. The moment they speculate, they are waiting at the bottom of the bladder with their, with their, uh, with their bowl to collect all the gold dust. And then they will buy shares, and then guess what? They will be owners of some of the shares of the uh, part, part shares of the Adani Group. And all these people who are criticizing are part, will buy buying shares. I guarantee you. There is nothing else to do uh, to say about it. And this is a toolkit, a template for the twenty twenty four elections. One hundred percent. Here's another reason um, why the Adani, why uh, they hit the Adani group. This was a hit job. It's because um, the Adani's FPO was going on on the Indian stock market. It was the biggest, um, biggest FPO uh, ever. So basically, uh, an F, an IPO is an initial public. Offering an FBO is a follow-up, further public offering, okay, uh, for further investments, uh, so on and so forth. Um, but anything that the economy does well and gives jobs to the people, so this narrative of intolerance, unemployment is not working. Um, what they will do, they will they will get out their toolkit, they will do a hit job. And and guess what? They will bring the economy down, which is exactly what they did to Donald Trump. You may or may not like him. Well, that's not the issue. Donald Trump, the economy was fantastic under his under his four year rule. Uh, actually, three years because the last year was COVID. He didn't have any um, any wars. He didn't start any wars. He, um, he bought. Uh, he had a fantastic economy. Fantastic. He invested in the right places. He he removed um, gridlocks. Uh, government uh, smaller government. He 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 reduced. He, he reduced uh, interest rates on consumer uh, on consumer borrowing. Uh, consumer um, spending. Um, he he invested in the economy, and that's why the unemployment rate was the lowest. The economy was doing fantastic. This is exactly what's happening, but they cannot do it. So they have a template. The template was a hit job in order to bring the government down, which is exactly what COVID was. COVID was, and I'm sorry to say, and this is my opinion and my opinion alone. I'm not a scientist, but I will say COVID was a hit job. It was a hit job to bring the American economy down and Donald Trump. That's what it was. Long and short of the story. It was a hit job to bring the economy down, the American economy, the world economy, and to bring um, Donald Trump down. And this is exactly what they're doing right now. They want to bring uh, the Indian economy down. They want to bring Modi down. The only way is a hit job, which is supported by the Indian National Congress. You, you would think that the Indian National Congress cares about India. They may have ideological problems with with uh, the government. Uh, they might have ideological problems with other political parties. But they are so nasty, such nasty people. They will break India in order for them to rise only. They will not empower the people. They will not say, yes, the economy is doing well because they want to get to power. They cannot. They are such supremacists. 
that they cannot see that someone else is better than them. They have to be holier than thou. Their mentality of holier than thou. I am the truth, the way, the life. The earth is flat. You're just, you're just there, slave to be to be subjugated uh, in the name of secularism, which never works, has not worked for 70 years, has destroyed this country. Uh, but, you know, uh, they don't care. They will bring, they, they will engage people from outside the country, which is exactly how the British came in. Why did the British came in? Because of the East India Company. Why did the Mughals at that time have a problem, uh, you know, engage in, in trade with the East India Company. I mean, East India Company was a nothing, was, was working out of a small up, uh, office in London, a small office in, in, in London proper in those days, in the 1600s, uh, really nothing to show for. And this, this uh, uh, trading company, among other trading companies, because there were other trading companies too, the Portuguese, there were the Dutch, there were the French, um, why did they want to do business with the British East India Company? Because the Brit, because the um, um, because the Indian National Con- sorry, I apologize. The Mughals needed um a, a fleet uh, a fleet against uh, a sea fleet. He did not have a, a naval fleet. Um, in order to back them up, they were good on ground, but they were not good on 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 at the seas, and um, they were having the Mughals were having problems with the Marathas, if you remember correctly. They were even having problems with the Portuguese, uh, but they were having problems with the Marathas, and the Marathas had a fleet. And in order to get back at the Marathas, they hated the Marathas, the Kufar, so much that they engaged with foreigners, the British East India Company, allowed them to trade on the Indian subcontinent. And slowly by slowly, the British East India Company gained more and more space. The more space they gained, the more the the, the Mughals were coming down the other side because they were infighting too. Their infighting had nothing to do with the British. But the more and more they depended on the British... Because the British uh, East India Company had had the fleet uh, and they were trading at the same time. They were helping the Mughals against their enemies, their internal enemies, and they were helping the Mughals against the other European powers that were on the Indian soil, which is the French, the Dutch, the the Portuguese who were there. Um, And so... They they allied with the British East India Company only to suit their uh, wars that were going on, their physical wars, their land wars, their ideological wars, their financial wars, their wars against the Kufar. So they didn't mind allying with the British East India Company, but they did mind the big bad pagan Hindus. So 400 years later, the labels have changed, but the mentality has not. Because it's not the labels that define the mentality. It's the mentality that defines the label. It's our currents that form the waves. So like the Mughals, the um, um, Congress, the Indian National Congress, who are allies with the descendants of the Mughals, they're allies with the defendants, the descendants of the Mughals, and guess what they are doing? They are allying with another foreign group to back them 
to get away from guess who? Another Vedic Dharmic group in the BJP, who's also descendants of the great Marathas empires, the great the Gupta empires, the, the, the Chola empires, all the Vedic people of this land, the, the descendants of our Vedic forefathers, they're fighting against them. And they're al- allying with foreigners. That means the British, the, B- the BBC, the Americans the, with the Hindenburg Report, and, and anyone and anyone on this Marxist communist platform across the board uh, on the planet. They are al- allying with them to let them into the country, to buy our shares, to reduce our economy to bits, only so that they can rise to power. But what happened to the Mughal Empire who, rolled, who tried to ally with the British they, my, my friends, they came down, right? They allied with the British in 1620-something, some, somewhere in that, at that time. And by 1707, they were down. 1707, the Mughals were over. They were just a, a, a footnote of history after that. They were vassal state. So this is exactly what the Congress has done. Has the Congress learned from this? No, they don't care. They care about power. So when the Congress says, um, oh, minorities versus majorities, they are not minorities. They have ganged up with the entire planet. That means the Islamic Brotherhood, the Ummah all over the world. They have ganged up with, with, uh, with, Christian, um, with, with Christian outlets. That means the Christians' uh, establishments all over the world are high and mighty. They are very powerful. So they've ganged up with the Christians and, and the Muslims across the world, which is the biggest power on this planet. If you join these two together... And guess who's the minority in all this? The minorities are the Hindus. The minorities are the Vedic people, the Dharmic people. And they're crying that they are the minorities? No, they're not standing up for the minority. They are using power of the, the backdoor power of the majority which is the Christians and the Abrahamic who control the economics of this planet, who control the establishment and the political wars and the policies of this planet, the finances, the financial systems of this planet. They are the majority. The Hindus are the minority. And it is the reverse. They are giving you a false image of what is going on. It's really a David versus Goliath for people who know Hebrew biblical history. Uh, And this is the problem here. Uh, Until you understand that, you're not going to go anywhere. We have to understand that the secularism is evil. It's just a front to make believe that you are majority and the um, Marxist socialists are the minorities. They are not. The Abrahamic colonial uh, relics of empires are not minorities. They've all ganged up together to make sure that the India, the Bharat, the Hindustan that they have fought for so long uh, to... to to degrade into no man's land, to 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 um, destroy the last of the ancient civilization, so their Abrahamic ideologies uh, will rule the this planet, and this will become a refugee factory, which it already has. Um, they will do anything and everything to see India down, and this is need. You need to understand this. You need to rise up against this and have your voice because this was a hit job by the Marxist communist uh, left uh, against a rising economic India. Uh, there's more to come of this, so you know, don't feel, uh, don't. Um, 
don't think that uh, it's it's going to stop just like that and oh my god it's over no 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 they're going to try till 2024 and if they don't win they're going to try again and they're going to try again and because they don't care about india they care only about one thing power uh power backed by abrahamic ideological uh colonial relics of empires uh, uh, and that is the long and short of the story. Now, I read one report somewhere that says, um, I think it was on JD uh, Jaipur Dialogues, um, why do Indians take up for foreign um, industrialists and foreign big CEOs and foreign companies are doing well, but they don't take up for Indian companies, Indian industrialists? Well, let me just say one thing to that. Okay, This was um write-up I saw on, on, um, on YouTube. Um basically uh one of the reasons that they 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 do it um for 70 years the indian national congress to it through its bots that means the christian padres the islamic mullahs okay and um the pundits who had to support the who are to support the Indian National Congress, have used them to spread a narrative behind the scenes that all good Jews are bad, all good Jews are corrupt, all good Jews are horrible people, all good Jews are liars. Typical, that's what they say. Lock, stock and barrel. I remember that when I was I was young. I remember being told that anything a Guju did was cheap was was wrong. Anything a Guju Gujarati did, oh he was he was a cheat. I mean systematic slander. Why? Because the Gujaratis are hardworking. They're not rich because they are not, um, that's because they cheat, okay? If you do something and you are successful, is it because you've cheated? No. Why are you pointing fingers at someone when the three fingers are pointing back at you? Because everyone else cheats and they do not want to take their responsibility. But the Gujaratis are very hardworking. They are some of the, their biggest economy, biggest industrialists. They are some of the most successful people. Now, if you remove the state of Gujarat from India, believe me, India is going to bleed. India is going to bleed big time because we depend on these big industries that is and big industrialists from Gujarat. Okay. They have always been successful. They've always been rich from the empires, from Surat, uh, the ports in Surat, the, um, the big, uh, the the caravan trades, everyone wanted to invade and take over Gujarat from the Mughals, from um, the Ghaznavids. Um, everyone wanted uh, Gujarat. The Congress wants Gujarat. Why? Because it's rich. Uh, everyone, the AAP, AAP wants Gujarat. The Muslims want Gujarat. The Christians want Gujarat. But they cannot understand Gujarat. They cannot understand that this is a cyclic. We are cyclic. And only Gujaratis who believe Believe in dharmic uh, um, ideology, you understand the cycles of life and the uh, ability to have that knowledge, have that knowledge, you know, don't submit, um, question, question, work hard, understand, learn from every junction in life, uh, rise, use that knowledge to convert it into power and to success instead of submitting and oh victimhood us versus them the gujaratis don't believe in us versus them gujaratis do not believe in victimhood gujaratis do not believe in heaven and hell they believe in one thing only hard work and when they work hard 
they know they will have success. But how do you do that? If you look at Gujaratis, if you spend a day with them, you see them, they're always talking, 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 talking. What are they talking about? They externalize. The moment they externalize, they're externalizing their energy. They're voicing their opinions. They're exchanging ideas. They're exchanging notes. And they're learning. Every junction in life, they are learning. They're making every junction into an intellectual laboratory. As a result of which they are always rising above the status quo. Even if the sun sets, the sun will rise tomorrow. It's another day. We can do this all over again. That's nothing that's going to stop us. But the rest of the country is still under a colonial hangover. This colonial mindset, um, and as I like to call it, colonial hangover or neo-colonialism, of the rest of the country, who doesn't want to do the hard work, doesn't want to understand um, that they are still slaves. They want to keep going us versus them, but they want the benefits of what the Gujaratis do. They are the ones who are behind this hit job, and they are the ones who are, who are constantly blaming Gujarat for everything, Gujaratis for everything. And we've been brainwashed ever since we were young that Gujaratis are always lo- uh, lo- uh, uh, cheap. They are, not, they, they are always cheating. They're rich because they cheat. They're not rich because they work hard. And if you see any Gujarati, he works as hard as anyone else and even harder. Their shops are open from 8 in the morning. They close to 9, 10 in the night because they work. And you go anywhere in the world. The Gujaratis are always the most successful people. Them and the Punjabis. Um, and so we have to say thank you to them and stop pointing fingers at others, but learn from the Gujaratis. And that is why we don't like our Indian industrialists, because most of them come from Gujarat. And we have been brainwashed by this Abrahamic colonization of our mind that anyone who doesn't submit to the authority of the Muslims, of uh, of Islam, of Christianity, this us versus them, heaven and hell gibberish, uh, and the socialist Marxist who think that they are the truth, the way, the life, who've bought European Marxism, European communism, European socialism to India and pretends that this is the real thing that's going to save India. They don't understand the cycles of life. Uh, they're not going to win... Um, they're the ones who've colonized our minds. And until you get out of this colonization, go to Gujarat, spend some time, and spend some time with Gujaratis and see how they work. You will understand why they are better than anyone else. We have, um, you know, and in 2014, we wanted the Gujarat model, but we ran after the model, we forgot the Gujarat. The important thing in the whole concept was the Gujarati model. Not the model, but the Gujarat behind the model and how Gujarat runs their equations, runs their their policies, how Gujarati people run their daily lives and they work to get the job done. We don't work. We want people to give us. We want people to to submit to us. Oh, we are just going to pay our taxes and you give us this, you give us jobs, you give us this, you give us that. But they do not want to do the hard work and change their mindset and that's why they will always fail and that's why they always bring the country down anyone who grumbles you will see they have nothing to offer you in life and they are slaves 
slaves and that is what the left wants slavery they are relics of these colonial empires the empires are dead but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect their empires in order to have human capital they need you to be slaves and so they will brainwash you with anything and everything so that you continuously um, submit to them this submission, my dear friend, is what the left is pandering to. Oh, victimhood, oh, minority versus majority, victimhood, victimhood, victimum. It's never going to work. Gujarat knows how it works. And so even if they bring the Adanis down, the Adanis will rise up. Even if they bring... Um, even if they bring... Um, any Gujarati dam, he will rise up. They've tried with the Ambani's. They've tried with everyone. Believe me, any time. And they keep uh, indoctrinating our mind with negative narratives so that we go against our own people. We do not understand how the economy works. We don't understand how uh, industrialists work, how uh, the stock exchange works. They just sell us this flat earth narrative and people buy it. And until you stop buying their crap, you rise up and say, enough is enough. Don't pretend to be God's gift to planet Earth that you know everything. Um, you're always going to be on the negative side of life. So, um, yeah, effectively, it is your duty to rise up. It is your duty to stop, be, put the TV off and stop believing in this nonsense uh, of us versus them and understand that there are people working very hard behind the scenes to bring us the dividends and pay for our mistakes of taking this country from 333 million in 1947 to 1. 1.4 billion. Um, and that's why we're struggling today. Uh, the people working very hard behind the scenes to make, correct this. And those are the people, the industrialists that we are pointing fingers at with our neo-colonialism and our colonial hangover. So it's time to change the mindset. If you want to get somewhere in life, don't look at the two fingers pointing at others. Look at the three fingers pointing back at you and we will rise together. Understand it's your currents that form the waves. It's not the waves that form the currents. Stop that slavery of your mind and the violence in your homes you will stop the violence in the streets stop the violence in the streets and you will stop the violence at your borders so thank you very much for that i hope i have given you a little bit of my opinion i wish you a very great week and uh, have that conversation and join hands together uh, so that we can rise up above this uh, colonial hangover um of the Middle East, of the of the Europeans, and of our narrowing colonialism. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I have yourself a very great week ahead.